it to the Easy Yoga Podcast with myself, Geminis, Easy Yoga founder, author, yoga coach, and relationship coach. It is my pleasure to have you here and for you to feel energized, calm, happy, and for you to have the perfect relationship with yourself, your partner, and your family without seeing a family therapist, changing your personality, or leaving your job. You will learn techniques and things to help you guide you through a better life through health, meditation, yoga, journaling, nutrition, and all things yoga for you to have the life you deserve and crave and for you to love yourself on a soul level. Thank you so, so much for being here today. And I am so grateful and so full of love to have you here. Enjoy this next episode. Hello everyone and welcome back to Easy Yoga Podcast, all things yoga with me, Gemma, your host. And today I'm joined by a very special guest. Her name is Gem Cooper and she is a former professional ballerina turned triathlete, entrepreneur, business mentor and peak performance coach. And she traveled the world and now lives in Mallorca. And Gem's philosophy is all about the combination between body, mindset, clarity, energy and business systems. So welcome Gem, thank you for being here. Well, thank you so much, Gem uh, and Gem. So I think we were well well matched from the beginning. We were, definitely. So yeah, how did you, uh, or what happened when you had to retire from being a ballerina? That must have been really hard. Um, Yeah, gosh, um, that was, uh, it seems like a world world away now and it was kind of it was a bit of a a sad story in in many ways because it was a bit of a a a long time coming I um, faced some uh, serious serious uh, sort of medical um, conditions when I was uh, a teen um, and sort of at 12 years old I had my life set ahead of me to go off to the Royal Ballet in in London and go off to New York and America and and dance on the stage Um, and unfortunately at 15 um, I became very, very seriously ill and mm-hmm. it, it changed kind of a lot of things. And there's a really critical time as a dancer, kind of 14 to 16, and um, everything changes, kind of make or break moment. Um, and I managed to kind of fight through and fight back and come back from pretty um, severe situation um, yeah. with that kind of goal in mind of getting back to the stage. But when you've been through something like that, um, your perspective changes a great deal. Um, yeah. And uh, kind of 19 years old with faced with kind of 40 plus hours a week of standing in front of a mirror and knowing that you were so lucky to still be there in in yes. many ways it really um changed 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 the world for me um and I knew that I needed to kind of do a little bit more than that so yeah. I I decided to step out which is probably the hardest thing I've ever done 16 years as with one identity and and yes. walking out at 19 with very little clue as to what you were what you're going to do next or you know where things were going so oh that's awful that must have been so hard but then you found Pilates I did I mean not intentionally I it's quite um uh basically I had a very expensive rental contract in London that I still had for three months after um leaving the dance school and I had no idea what else to do um and I'd done Pilates through my career as uh as a dancer because it's very very common but I had never really done it seriously I was just kind of like the old YouTube video and I taught myself and as a dancer you can pretty much adapt your body to anything because that's what we've been trained to do yeah um and everyone kind of um I undenied and I found this course and it was about 700 pounds and it was huge for me like huge at the time because dancers don't earn very much and I was earning nothing literally nothing um because I was on a very very beginning 
beginner contract at that time. Um, anyway, I'm the nun, I, I did it. And um, everyone's like, you'll never make this money back. And within about a week and a half of getting my qualification, I've made the money, I've made the money back. Um, I managed to, um, I, like, the entrepreneurial spirit was sparked. And yeah, it was the best thing ever. Like it gave me a purpose through that year of kind of figuring out what to do. And I ended up going yeah. to university because that's what you do when you don't know what you're going to do. And um, I never planned to go to university, but um, in my Pilates business um, was a, yeah, first venture into entrepreneurship. And it was pretty successful. It got me through my first um, kind of year at university with my living expenses on oh. my gap year. And it's something that I've kept up ever since. Just, yeah. um, I only do a very few classes with a few lovely ladies I've taught forever <laughs> um, now. <laughs> but I was just saying to Gemma before we started, I think I'm almost pushing on a thousand classes that I've, t- I've taught now, which is insane over That's the last few years. But um, <laughs> yeah, so it's very built. It's amazing. That's really, really good. And the same with with yoga, I did it to to help my hips. I was a runner previously, and I had really, really bad hips. But bringing yoga, Pilates, or just any kind of health and using any money, spare money that you have into your health is completely, I I would say is just a game changer. Mm. Because it is it just makes you feel so much better about yourself and so many people don't and oh, I don't know it's it's really difficult to to kind of see it I suppose but you do need to invest in your own health and I suppose you did as well absolutely well I think um that's something like like you said like I when I was very very seriously ill I could do Pilates but I couldn't raise my heart rate significantly and we all know if we've been to a Pilates class it's actually pretty hard work and if you get the hundreds going it does it does work you know wake up the heart rate a little bit but um it literally saved me and it saved me as an athlete I, I really strongly believe that that was how I was able to make a comeback and then transition into triathlon which is a whole new um, whole new crazy journey but protecting my body but more than that it was um sort of mentally it was so so key because I was so lost in in other ways and everything was very very out of control yet when I would be um doing pilates and everything's very in tune with your breath and it's all about you know standing strong standing tall and it's the same in in yoga you know obviously a different slightly different but there's various types of yoga that cross over really 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 closely with parties um but it's that kind of like I felt so empowered that was what I got and the confidence I had I got and and um something I I teach kind of now when I'm working with people as Gemma mentioned I talk a lot about peak performance and I'm a business mentor but um sort of energy alignment and mindset is so key and I do a lot of kind of helping my clients get in tune with their bodies and one of the simple ways to kind of explain that or examples to give is through confidence. And yeah. one thing I definitely think Pilates and yoga does, it kind of opens, obviously opens up your posture and it helps you feel strong and, and stand tall. And if you take those elements that you've learned in class that you've implemented in your practice and take them outside of the yoga studio, Pilates studio and walk the walk and, and hold your posture wider, that then gives you feedback from other people. Um, so if you look more confident even if you don't always feel it inside (laughs) you stand tall and you practice that pilates stance or you hold your you know your your core center um then that kind of conveys to other humans around us that we are empowered and strong and then that's the feed we we get people interact with us like we are confident and then that feedback feeds into the loop and then it reinforces 
your confidence and then you come into classes and you know you get to work on it and work on it and it's just a, a self-fulfilling prophecy so I think there's so so many benefits it may be a you know an eight pound ten pound yoga class or whatever or you know something online that you join but doing that or um even you know, the smallest act to begin with and then maybe you you work you know personally with one-to-one with someone and kind of take things further but even a small act like that can have a whole host of positive benefits yes um, beyond that initial investment or that little hour you spend with your yoga teacher or yeah yeah and then you sleep better as well how did you find that you slept a lot better because you were feeling better about yourself um I don't know like um I think it's well it's always funny as an endurance athlete like um your sleep is always all over the place when I when I um, uh, as an endurance athlete your sleep is always kind of all over the place but absolutely I think confidence and um and kind of yeah self-belief and all of these things is is, uh, really really important yeah you know being calm and grounded and um I think what I love about yoga also you can use so many uh yoga routines to support that sleep and well-being and and all sorts of things so yeah yeah you really can definitely and body language in well in everyday life as well like you were just saying I suppose the way you stand the way your posture is can just help you with everything as well so you're then more confident in in anything that you do but then also people find that as well yeah absolutely real and um there's a really famous TED talk um and it's it's about power poses and uh you can kind of google this I the lady the ladies' TED Talks, uh, the name slips, slips through, but I can see her face, which is rather annoying. Um, but if you, if you kind of Google okay, the power poses, um, it's, there's quite a lot of research in the power of just holding yourself, even for two seconds, three seconds, four seconds, um, in a strong and, and empowered pose. So you kind of open and you know, open your palms and kind of shoulders back. Um, and holding that pose can even change brain chemistry and sort of uh, help you to... Um, really change your change your state and change your mood so um it is very very important yeah and did you use pilates after a after a cool down or stretch once you had finished a triathlon or with a with whatever else you did as an athlete so absolutely i kept up regular pilates and if you've ever done a triathlon (laughs) uh you don't want to move for about a week after doing them (laughs) so not after doing an actual race but I would absolutely use it throughout the season and also when you're in kind of peak race season you're I did load in the gym so I did and continue I I am currently I'm um I'm actually facing quite a long-term spinal injury which is really really frustrating and annoying so I'm not currently racing but um when I was kind of uh, in peak season um I was loading kind of you have to be quite careful where you load in the gym because if you go into a hard weight session and then try and run a, you know, a 120 half marathon off the back of it, you, um, you struggle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Pilates obviously is, is, I mean, it does really hurt if anyone's done it, um, yeah. but you can keep it up throughout the season. And that can be really, really um, useful as a tool for all athletes. Um, you're not going to, very unlikely to do damage with Pilates with its own body weight, um, but you can do a lot of good. Uh, yeah. And actually, it's amazing. I, I do a little bit of Pilates for my club, my um, club when I was back in England. And actually the improvements in some of the athletes running speeds after just doing a little bit of Pilates. And it's relatively basic because yeah. it's actually very, very hard. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. really, really hard um, 
well, I don't know, sport or practice, Pilates is pretty challenging, but yeah. taking people back down to basics. And some of them have really, really improved their, their run speeds. And I don't take all, um, I don't take all credit for it, but being able to hold your posture uh, correctly, lets more breath in, you know, ha- helps you um, mitigate fatigue, all of these things. So um, if you're an athlete, basically, or want to be an athlete or yeah. anything, or just want to stay fit and healthy, like, you know, it's just such a, amazing practice to do and I highly yeah. highly highly encourage people to even fit in you know three 10 minute sessions a week or yeah practice certain exercises when you're you know boiling the kettle for the pasta or like yeah. whatever it is like yeah in the, or when you're brushing your teeth like just you know stand on one leg when you're brushing your teeth like any of these things you do in yoga class you see in yoga class if you can implement them into your lifestyle you'll get so much benefit yeah I am so excited to tell you that I am ambassador for an amazing yoga apparel brand called Veyamudra and it is a Swedish yoga brand that designs products for a healthy and active lifestyle and the company was actually founded in 2017 and I came on board in 2018 as an ambassador and it has since grown hugely huge 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 is and their aim is simple and we want to inspire as many people as possible to live a healthy life and to practice yoga because those who stick with regular yoga practice report themselves to be happier and healthier in life and like I am I love all these products so so much they are just so lovely and yes I am happy and healthy in my life (laughs) so we find inspiration to our products from all of yogis around the world by building deep relationships within the yoga community and they have gained invaluable insights and understanding of quality and function of the yoga products to satisfy all needs and all kinds of levels of yoga practice. And in 2020, Veomadra committed to take serious steps towards becoming a sustainable brand. And as a result, they are now offering products made of recycled and other sustainable fabrics produced in the European Union manufacturer that complies with Greenpeace's environmental standards across the entire production chain. Isn't that amazing? So go to veomadra.com and use Yogi Gemma 15 for a 15% discount code at the checkout. That's Yogi Gemma 15 for a 15% discount at the checkout. And this yoga apparel brand is one of my favorites and they are so soft, they're versatile and they last forever. So yes, go to veyamudra.com and use Yogi Gemma 15 for all of the 15% discount. And also when you have it, check out the hashtag Veyamudra tribe on social media and 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 check it out and, and go and see it all there's so much on there but yeah go to yogi gemma 15 on the checkout and get 15 percent discount yeah and do you bring nutrition into it as well like how how is your nutrition now i'm putting you on the spot <laughs> yeah. yeah absolutely well um it's been a huge um huge huge thing for me all the way through my career obviously to be able to maintain the level of output that I have yes. done uh, yeah. kind of all through my life. So um, I uh, feel quite strongly about working with um, qualified like nutritionists. So I worked, I worked with a dietitian um, well, all through my triathlon career very, very closely. Um, and also 
in and out with uh, through my dance career as well um and I think that's that's a really really key thing to to get that kind of balance right I I yeah. do believe that everything in moderation including moderation so yeah. um people have this idea that I'm an athlete or triathletes or ballerinas you know your body is a temple and yes it is but my body is a temple but also really likes ice cream yeah. and really <laughs> like <cake>. so <laughs> and also when you're doing like Ironman it's like you know you could go on a six-hour ride or something and burn three and a half four thousand calories like you can't get that in through um or you'd have to eat a lot of avocados basically so <laughs> you know there's um yeah there's yeah that that's really really key but I also think um I talk a lot now in kind of peak performance and, and business coaching about the uh, the entrepreneurial athlete um and how sort of in business um you have if you really want to succeed you have to treat your body a little bit like an olympic athlete and yeah. things like nutrition things like sleep things like uh, physical exercise all contribute so much to your to your performance um whether that's in business or whether that's in sport or certainly there's lots of kind of endurance athletes that tend to be very um successful business people as well i think it's yeah. kind of uh, you know some of the some of the traits that they share but um i talk a lot about that as well so nutrition regardless it is very very key. yeah yeah and so do i i will have a piece of cake and yeah i eat chocolate but also i know that if i have that piece of cake an hour later i'm going to feel so tired because my blood sugar levels have dropped mm. but then i know to drink lots of water and actually i was saying the other day you need to drink a lot of water and every time you go for a wee it's like one of my tips every time you go to the toilet have 10 gulps of water because then you're constantly hydrating yourself now that might be too much for some people but yeah two to three liters a day what would you say would you say that would well if you're training I suppose you'd need more anyway. yeah I mean it, it really depends and exactly I noticed when I was living in Mallorca we basically spent between May and September over 30 degrees and what I noticed then like I, I had to drink more I was obviously sweating more like just yeah not even knowingly like not even raising an arm and you know it's yeah. very very hot very very humid but I also having to watch my electrolytes because I was getting headaches and just a little listless when I was working even um so yeah there's um one of the top tips I have you kind of if you're interested in kind of optimizing hydration a great company that I've worked with is called precision hydration and they're probably the leading experts in hydration and they okay. um you can do an online test I think it's free and it um looks at the type of sweater you are and then oh. how much how much kind of electrolytes, how much salts you need to take in. And they have a range of kind of products and different things, but um, they have heaps of advice on, on nutrition, yeah. um, sorry, hydration. Um, one thing that um, I would also say is people forget about hydration in food, um, a kind of a smoothie, cucumber, watermelon, all these things also contribute a lot to our hydration. And I'm not an expert, and I do say, you know, this is N equals one, and I always recommend with anything, nutrition, hydration, any of these things, go and go and uh, see an expert for that and a qualified professional. But um, yeah, if you um, if you get your nutrition right and your hydration right, you're setting up your your body um, to yeah. do whatever you want it to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because your body will do. It's your mind that you have to convince because your body will certainly do anything that you well you put it to. Is is your mind as well? So it's both, I think, as well. So once you're hydrated in your your mind, your brain, that will then filter out down through the body. Well, put it this way. I mean, a really good way to look at this is the brain's sole purpose is not to, you know, make a great business or to, um, I don't know, be the best mum 
ever and have beautiful hair and like, I don't know, like go and do the gardening, whatever. Your brain's job is not to do that. What your, your brain's sole job is to protect you. It's there to keep you alive, keep you alive long enough to reproduce and then keep you alive long enough so those kids can stay alive. That's like right down to the fundamentals. We are a monkey brain and you have to realize that. So the brain is always working to keep in a state of balance or homeostasis is the kind of the posh word. So you always need to, no, the brain always needs to know that there's energy, that there's um, enough kind of chemicals and, and, and that water uh, for the chemical reactions in the body to be able to instantly switch on the need to escape a dangerous situation, for example. Yeah. Um, it needs to constantly have surplus energy. So um, you know, it needs to have enough energy, but it likes to have a little bit surplus just in case the unexpected happens and there's a big tiger that you have to run away from. Yeah. <laughs> but the problem comes when we skip a lunch or we forget to drink until four o'clock in the afternoon or we're highly stressed, we're highly stressed at work or the kids are kind of really stressing us out or whatever it is. And the brain's going, hang on, like I'm wasting too much energy and all that adrenaline being stressed. I'm I'm not feeling confident that I have enough energy in my body that if something happens, then I can run away from it. Yeah. And so then we get into this kind of hyper state of kind of stress and the body um, starts kind of interacting um, in different ways we think about this kind of hangry term why do we get a bad mood when we're hungry well it's just because the brain is like trying to figure everything out it's trying to pull stores from all over the place so it has enough energy to run away from said tiger but if we can keep our kind of our body in that state of balance if we can keep you know looking after our body well and this is not to say you know don't go off and do a hit um class it's great to yeah. put stress in the body in some ways but um most of the time, if you can bring it back to that level state, if you can make sure that the baseline is always there, you're getting vitamins, you're getting minerals, you're getting balance, you know, small meals regularly throughout the day. If you're, um, you know, looking after your hydration, getting getting liquid in, into you and you're mitigating that stress. So even if there are high stressed uh, periods, like, for instance, you go for a two hour run or you go for hit class, or whatever, but you're bringing it back down. So your norm is is that level basis then you are in a solid state to go and perform and let the brain have the extra energy to go and do the gardening and go and yes. you know plan your plan your outfit or uh, build your business or like whatever you want to do i'm giving really bad examples here but like whatever you want to do um then it then it has that kind of surplus energy and it's kind of you i always like like bring it back to the fundamentals of just remember you're not running away from a tiger and you've got to break, yeah. convince your brain you're not. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Because my children get very hangry, especially after school. And I always say to them, or, or they can't compute their emotions and then they mm. start crying and then they don't want to eat. But I will say, right, calm down. Just look at what you need to do. What's your body asking you to do? It's asking you to have a drink and it needs food. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then food is fuel for your body. So then you'll feel better immediately. And even after two mouthfuls, they're then back to normal again. But it's also knowing your body and yeah, knowing what it needs. And I think a lot more people need to listen to their bodies more than what they actually do now. We kind of need to get away from the the way we've been brought up or yeah. the the way not yeah. So true. Yeah, I think I don't think that's so true. And like I'm you know, oh I shouldn't be hungry. This thing I shouldn't be hungry. Well, you are. So yeah. you know and <laughs> 
Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you can look at that. Okay, am I actually bored? Am I actually lonely? Am I actually stressed? Am I actually just habitual? And I always have a snack at 4 p.m. Or, yeah. you know, is this my body telling me? And I think that whole idea about intuition is really, really key. But again, looping right back to where we started, things like yoga and Pilates, where you actually spend that time tuning in and listening. And the things like in Pilates, like women come to me and they're like, I didn't realize that my hip is like three inches longer than the other one. And it's like, yeah, because you, you know, you've got to 55 without realizing that because we don't spend time thinking about ourselves or like yes. really, I mean, everyone has imbalances, for example, but actually noticing where those imbalances are in your body that, you know, actually are really strong on a left leg when you do a clam, but not on the right leg. And it's just like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. And there's no judgment. We don't have to attach judgment to all these things. And it's just like, yeah. you know, I'm really tired today. I shouldn't be tired today. Well, you are tired today. Okay, let's not, you know, let's look at that. Let's accept it, but not necessarily add judgment to it. Yeah. Um, and it's exactly the same in your practice of yoga and Pilates. Okay, I am aware that my left leg is significantly weaker than my right leg. Or um, in my circumstance, the left side of my back is very, very weak. And I, I literally can't do some exercises, even after practicing a thousand <laughs> times, you know, to do these classes. Um, but it's like, I know that. And that's just the way it is. But I've learned, you know, how can I adapt? How can I deal with that? Um, or how can I work on, on other areas to support it? And it's exactly the same in other parts of your life. I think. Yeah, yeah. And then coming back from injury as well, I suppose you you couldn't do uh, be a ballerina anymore. So then you had to change your path. And I think a lot of the time as well, it's it's mentally challenging that you need to find something else because you've been training for that long, like you were saying earlier you didn't know what to do or how to do anything else from when you were 19, you didn't have anything else planned because your life was already mapped out. So yoga and Pilates probably would help then as well with your whole career change or learning to love your body a different way then. Absolutely. Well, I think, I think it goes back to the thing is, um, it's like you can, your body's that vehicle to take you anywhere and I kind of mentioned this before and provided that your your vehicle has four working tires and some fuel in the tank you can point it whichever way and you know some routes will be more scenic than others some will take longer than others some will be faster than others but you can you know point and direct and and get to it and goal and I think um just that regular practice of taking time to look after my body and and my mindset as well um it has been really really key and allows me to adapt and bounce back and um, mitigate those difficult times to come back to that that level ground that I spoke about yes yeah yeah it really does and I think everything in included as in your mind your body what you eat every single thing like your sleep all contributes to it and and if you lose one of them, then then you're going to be kind of out of alignment, but also then bringing in intuition. So listening to your body a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I call it the body budget. Um, and that's, you know, we think about it like I'm giving lots of metaphors here. But um, when you think about your body budget and when you're kind of overdrawn and low on funds um, with those things, then it's then it can be you know challenging um to do anything but once you have you know aligned everything again then then you can kind of then you can conquer the world so yeah. just yeah keeping that balance and finding things that help you become in, in um kind of in tune with the body and we what i would really say i mean a lot of people are told oh you just need to do mindfulness you need to do meditation it's like well that's great but for some people it doesn't work like for me Med I really struggle with meditation okay. however movement things like yoga which is kind of meditation yeah, really, yeah 
really works for me. Um, and it's really important to find your way. There's no one way that is going to work for everyone. Some people, it's literally reading and just, you know, escaping the world and going into their fantasy land. Some people, it's you know, climbing up mountains. Some people, it's being by the sea. Like, whatever it is for you, you just find your way that works. And if that's kind of meditation or if that's kind of that intuitive eating, because sometimes being mindful in one way, like I, I had this client once and it's like, I love washing up. It's just so mindful. I just like, I feel all the, the bubbles on my hands okay. and like, I love the water. And that was his mindful. That's how he did mindfulness. Yeah. I was like, it's so cool. Like, but it's, yeah. um, you know, doing other things at the same time. And some people, I had another client again, um, she's a very, very successful entrepreneur. And she was like, I, I don't really intuitively eat. I do a lot of intuitive eating, but it's not to control my weight. It's to control my mind for other wow. things. And like, just actually taking that time you know three times a day when she do it or twice a day when she do it um to like actually stop and feel feel what the food tastes like or like or feels like in the mouth and yeah taste the tastes and just slow down that was her way of getting in balance um which is really really kind of interesting so. that's really yeah because every single body as well is different and yeah. everyone has a different um thumbprint and index fingerprint so we all shouldn't be on one page <clears throat> we should figure out what it is that works for us and us only and everybody can give their own opinion and stuff like that but you need to find out what works for you absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah and where can we find you what's your instagram handle or your website yeah, absolutely. So um, my website is just being reshuffled around, but maybe by the, the time this um, episode comes out, it will be there. So it's www.carriejemimacooper.com. Um, you can also find it um, www.jemimacooper.com. Um, and my Instagram handle is probably the best place to reach out to me um, if you want to chat, uh, which is at Jem Cooper. So J-E-M and then Cooper. Um, and I'm just about to launch new programs for uh, service service providers and coaches online who are looking to scale to consistent 10k months in a way that's very lifestyle compatible and taking into account the mind the body the energy the intuition all of the lovely stuff we spoke about today um, and I'm just about to launch that at the end of November so that's super exciting so if that is if you're there going oh, you know all I want to do is you know scale my fitness business or my wellness business or I want to get my impact out to the world I would love to have a chat with you um, and make cool stuff happen for you in a way that allows you to do it in the state of balance that we've we've, we've talked about yes <laughs> oh thank you so much for being on it's been amazing like yeah, thank you Gemma so much for having me that's all right thank you oh so as always I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode so please leave a comment or tag me on social media using at Yogi Gemma I'm always so grateful to hear your thoughts and thank you thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this episode I will be back next week with another one another fun episode for you guys to listen to and also please leave a review on iTunes or like and subscribe to this podcast because it really means the world to me so thank you thank you thank you so much and I will see you very soon 